Alrighty, sir. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm just going to your um to the rundown. Oh my gosh, Gordon, you're gonna do thirty seconds of preparation. Look, I figured I should at least. Well, you spend the time to make it, so I should spend the time to like <laughs> take a look at it. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. Here comes Aaron Gordon the other way. guess we'll never know welcome in uh, ladies and gentlemen to the denver stiffs show it is your host zach mikosh and gordon gross gordon we've uh we've been off for a little bit yes yes schedules have kept us apart but in the in the spirit of thanksgiving we're coming together to be thankful for this nuggets victory and uh talk about what's coming so if ever there was a time the nuggets needed a victory Damn. Uh, man and it's after that road trip this is what happens when we don't when we don't do the pod the nuggets just the nuggets you know, just play like garbage yeah. that's right there's no other way to put it man the uh the road trip they need us up yeah they need they need us we uh i mean you could say that but like you know we didn't podcast basically all last year and then only won the championship, but hey, <laughs> you know, details, whatever. No, but the uh, the Nuggets one and four on the road to start uh, or to finish up and to wrap up a five game road trip. It was it was tough to watch. A lot of my recaps on Denver Stiffs like pretty short because it's just like I can't like you get through just t- writing about the game, watching about the whole game through, and you're so frustrated. You're like, all right, I'm done with this. Like here it is. Right. This is what happened. It's done. It's over. I'm moving on. Um, but uh, they get they get a win tonight. What what the the cure for what ails them was in fact the Spurs who had lost 11 games in a row. You know that's that fixes that fixes all ails sometimes. Um, so we will we will dive into the Spurs victory uh on the show and then we got a quick turnaround the los angeles clippers 8 30 is that a, that's, no it's not even it's not even a, a i don't think it's, uh, an, it's, an, it's an either it's an nba tv game like so right it's it's, a, that's not a national game yeah, that doesn't, doesn't count. really count still 8 30 at night uh the nuggets on a plane right now going to la which is probably the best way to do an la game uh just fly in get there late yep Yep. Go to bed, you, wake you up. You can't be out there partying. You got to get up, go to work. Yeah, exactly. It's a business. Exactly. Thing. Exactly. So we'll look at it a little bit about the Clippers. They are finally starting to win some games uh, with James Harden. We, it's been, it's been a bit since we talked that like, you know, honestly, I think last time we talked, James Harden probably was still a, uh, 
a Philadelphia 76er. So I want to get your take. If he wasn't, they were still winless with him. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I want to get your take on the now winning James Harden, Los Angeles Clippers, uh, and how that matchup looks for the game that will be on Monday night against the Nuggets. And then we'll talk, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about this schedule in general, because it's crazy, right? So the Nuggets, five games on the road. They come home, they're home tonight uh, against San Antonio, now immediately turning around tomorrow in Los Angeles. Then they get a day off their back home in uh, against Houston on Wednesday. Then they turn around and immediately go on a four-game road trip, start another four-game road trip uh, with Phoenix on Friday. That goes into a back-to-back with Sacramento the very next night. Like it's a, uh, It is a brutal start to, to well, the year And it's year a brutal start. Because of the in-season tournament. I guess that's true, too. Like, right now, it looks like it's a four-game road trip, but there's probably at least one home game uh, separating those four games because that's they play Phoenix uh, on Friday, Sacramento Saturday, right? And then if you look at the schedule right now, it says, okay, your next two games are at Atlanta at Chicago. But that's there's a nine days. That's not till December 11th, that Atlanta game. This is where they're going to slot in and play some sort of uh, some ga- games against other teams who have been eliminated uh, in the NBA Cup. We, we can talk about a little bit about that as well tonight if we want. Uh, the Nuggets being eliminated in the NBA Cup. But still, none the, nonetheless, um, crazy schedule. And that's probably why, right, Gordon, is because of the NBA Cup. Let's start there. Let's start off our show with uh, with uh, something that's absolutely not even on the rundown. Uh, that's Perfect. Just, that's, uh, <laughs> that's just how we do it. That's how um, we do it here. You know, so the uh, the Nuggets get eliminated from the NBA Cup against Houston. I'll talk. I will talk about Houston a little bit later in the show. Uh, and now this, they've kind of got this wacky schedule uh, that, that's led up to now this this week after after this week, the week after this, where they'll we're not sure who they're going to play, when they're going to play, but they'll be playing some games uh, that will count towards the regular season. Now that it's essentially over for for Denver for their run, even though I know the Cup is still going on, how do you feel? Are you are you pro NBA Cup or are you anti NBA Cup? Um. I'm I'm indifferent still. I still don't care. I'm anti uh, NBA Cup courts. I can tell you that, um, and not just because they're colorful and terrible, um, but also because people keep falling down all over them. So whatever finishing process they used on those cup courts makes me really nervous. And I'm glad that um, I'm hoping that uh, uh, Murray doesn't play any games on the on the cup courts. Thanks. Yeah, well, I mean, you should now, right? Because I, I would assume from these games that they'll play uh, after this week will just be on a regular. Yeah, they'll be regular, they'll be regular stuff. They're, they're not going to be just, not going to be cup yeah, games anymore. They're just regular regular games. Um, you know, there were the the, the NBA Cup courts. Um, I guess court kind of grew on me. It wasn't terrible. I was it was like, eh, it was all right. Uh, the all the ones that were red were like when they were playing on that Houston court. Brutal. Obviously, Chicago. Yeah, like just terrible. Uh, just terrible courts. Um, some of them were kind of nice, though. Like uh, Minnesota, I think had probably uh, the best looking one. There was like a light blue with like the stripes. Yeah, they they, like they snuck it blue. through. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and there was they was had their classic like '90s um, logo. Like it was a really good uh, all around job on Minnesota's 
uh, court in, in kind of jerseys and everything this year. They were one of the few, I think. But, um, you know, I like the NBA Cup in general. I think I thought it was fun. I think it is fun. Like there was uh, there was a little bit more uh, juice, I guess, going into that Houston game. Of course, Nuggets uh, played, you know, terribly. So I mean, if there was juice going into it, like the Nuggets didn't show it. So <laughs> they didn't have any juice. <laughs> That's for so, sure. Like, um, you can tell me it matters, but I'm like, I, I think people are are uh, assuming that it matters because they're seeing some good games on those courts. While yeah. I will tell you that there are good games randomly between a crappy team and a good team every night of the NBA season. So yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know how much it has to do with the quality of basketball. I know the NBA wants it to be a better quality basketball. Um. I would like to never see the Suns purple and blue court again. Like, I think that would be great. The one that looks like a, like a surfer, yeah. met, like uh, some grape juice. That's not something you know what, I need though? to see I kinda again. Liked, I kind of like the New Orleans purple. Uh, that one was okay. Uh, I forget who was, who remarked this. To that me. was purple was and green, though. Like, so it's just, it's just yeah. very, yeah. It's like very. They were like it was like a Nickelodeon almost themed. Yeah, there like, you go. Yeah, I can see that. Seem like it. Uh, the Wizards had that weird teal world. one. Like I said, court wise, I'm like I just want them to make the surfaces like safe for the players to play on. And I saw a lot of people with bad footing, and that made I me. Could, I saw this idea too on the courts that I thought was kind of a cool idea that somebody's had. instead of like you know I get like I I'm pro like let's make the courts look super cool and unique for uh, the tournament I think that's a cool idea but like you know somebody was bringing up an idea of like what if you made it more like about instead of just well it's all going to be painted like what if you did like really invested like in in big like logos or like you know you see like. I mean, like sure. Oregon, for example, or even right here in Colorado, the CSU, like they've got they've got designs, you know, built into the wood of the court or even like, you know, with the Nuggets, you could do like the rainbow skyline grid, just do a big version of that across the entire court. Like and that could look uh, really cool or something like that. Like there, I think there are options to do there, but just the, the, the you know, it would said like they they wanted the courts to be unique. Uh, and they wanted them to to pop, and and so the the idea they settled on was painted courts, fully painted courts. That idea I think was probably a little bit too, um, a, a little too over the top uh, of of an an idea, and yet at the same time like too over much of an oversimplification. Like well, and it was just, for me it was too corporate. Like that I understand that it's the NBA Cup and you're doing your thing. But it really felt like we took four seconds, we slapped a logo on these painted courts, and we called it a day. Right, exactly. Like, Too simplistic uh, right. with their with their designs. I mean, it was like, hey, we'll put a racing stripe down the middle, you know, like. <laughs> and then, I mean, I get I get wanting to put the the trophy like on the court too because like that makes sense here. I you're yes, it's, it's I the it. first year. There's there's a branding here, right? That we got to do. Even though um, they didn't put it on the court for the actual NBA championship, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, overall, like, I, I think for the first it's year... It's a work in progress. Yeah. Right. For the first year, I think it, it did well. Like, I'm uh, I'm sad that the Nuggets aren't going to Vegas, uh, mostly because I had money, you know, on Jokic getting the MVP, which... I they did, had, too. I lost, I like, mean, 10 bucks. Exactly, right? Nobody... Let's not put too much into this, but, uh, you know, if, if, he, if they had got to the, to the finals, uh, I think he would 
Well, and if Murray had been healthy, they would have. Like that's not a, that would not have been a problem. They would not have lost to the Rockets. That's true because yeah, or or maybe not even lost to the Pelicans. I mean that was yeah yeah uh, that was a close game. Like I mean those are the things, right? Like he, uh, it's not like Nikola Jokic didn't play well. He was amazing. It's just that they that nobody else showed up. So what are you gonna right, do? Yep. Yeah, Jokic had uh, in that New Orleans game. He had twenty six, sixteen, and eighteen. Yeah. So. And then the Houston game, he had 38, 19, and 8. Like, I'd still give him, I'd still give it to him. You know, <laughs> yes, they got eliminated, but those were the most dominant four games the NBA has ever seen. Two. Um, <laughs> well, no, because he had the first yeah, two. I know. I mean, they were you know, two the first two yeah. games he were, yeah. The, the he was two good. Wins he was good in all four. He was awesome. Uh, yep. For sure. Uh, all right, let's look, let's dive into this the San Antonio Spurs victory. Like I said, it's somewhat um, you know what the the cure for Wales is a really bad team. And San Antonio, yeah. despite having Victor Wembanyama, who's awesome, and I thought looked like you know I thought actually the, the Nuggets did an excellent job against him tonight. But um, you know he still looked. There were times that we could, like he looked awesome. Like in my recap uh, tonight over on DenverStiffs.com, I. Uh, I absolutely threw in a Victor Wembanyama highlight when he just like got that alley oop from I mean yep. like, three feet away from the basket. You know, it doesn't care. Just, yep, exactly. <laughs> just just stretches, just stretch arms it out there and uh, throws it into the basket. Um, My one but, request of the Nuggets in future matchups with Wemby, he can catch the ball if you throw it directly over his head. Please stop doing <laughs> Please that. Stop doing that. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're like doing some sort of like Jokic rainbow shot alley oop pass where you're chucking that thing right feet up in the air. Um, it's not going to work. Cross court it. You're going to people. They almost hit him in the face with it. They're like, oh, he's like, oh, I just caught that. You're like, yes, of course you could. A normal person could catch it. I don't know why they can't see you at seven foot five standing in the way of the pass. But stop yeah, doing not that. Too many, not too many skip passes with uh, no old old Victor there in the in the middle. Not just, too many backcourt cuts. Just duck it. Just like not making it, man. Right between the legs. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, like let's see some more pocket passes, please. Uh, yeah. Against when we've got Victor Roman there, because uh, yeah, they they that was he had six steals. Um, pretty much and by all steals, of them. Yeah, catches catches of things thrown <laughs> at his head or above his head. Yes. Exactly. Pretty much all of them with him standing at about the free throw line and right. just snagging the ball out of the air. I mean, it's your first time playing against the guy. It's, he's crazy. So, like, right. I get it. Like, you know, yeah, there's going to be some adjustments. But, man, um, you know, that was one thing. They were uh, – it was they, – they were definitely hesitant, I thought, to try and get into the lane. I mean, basically – when women got I'm gonna look it up. I was I was interested to see what I mean. He when he was in the game, um, you know, he ends up being a minus ten, which is the the best out of any of the starters. Right. Um, when he was in the game, they uh, they had a, a a lot more success than when he was not. Right. Like it reminded Correct. me very much of of the the Nuggets when when Jokic checks out of the game. Right. He's is um, the team looks pretty much lost but i thought you know michael porter jr was was really key in, in kind of keeping women yana at bam and he shoots 7 to 17 not a not a good night uh for him and i think in some way that was because like hey at least the Nuggets, like yeah he's seven five so he shoots over everybody at least the nuggets had like a six foot ten guy you know to throw at him and they, well, they didn't deploy mbj on him that much when they did he was very good at it 
So, right. uh, I mean, he was getting blocks and, and rebounds and whatever. He was hustling all over the place. So I, I liked MPJ on Wimby. I thought they should have done more of that. They did bring Najee in early to try to do it, and Najee got like two fouls in 90 seconds or whatever and sat back down. Yeah, and that was it. Like, then he was... Uh, he so he's on an Andrade the rest of the game. Gone. Yeah, he he's done for the game, um, and and that was he may, he may be changes. done for the week. I'm not gonna yeah, lie yeah, to you. Right, we're well. That's that, there was a couple of changes uh, in the rotation. First and foremost, Aaron Gordon, uh, you know, who was awful um, against Houston, uh, probably his, yeah, his worst game in a Nuggets unit. For, As a Nuggets, was like absolutely. like worst game um, in a long, long time, even going back to his Orlando days. Uh, he, he was probable listed as probable, uh, going into tonight, then is a late scratch, uh, on the game, doesn't play. And it's Justin holiday who gets the start, which is, which is an interesting, uh, an interesting choice. It could, you know, somewhat be, uh, matchup based because of Wembenyana and you're like, all right, well, what do we want to do here? Um, but you know, ultimately, you would have thought probably Peyton Watson, right, is is your guy who's supposed to replace uh, Aaron Gordon. Malone doesn't right, go that yes. route. He goes, he goes Justin Holiday, and I thought, you know, I thought Holiday he's going to have a game that when you look at it on the on the box score is not going to be, you know, there's nothing that's going to pop out at you uh, about him tonight. But I thought he actually played pretty well in that position. But it was interesting too that he chose that Malone chose Holiday. Uh, over Watson, and I wonder if once Gordon's healthy, is Watson one of those guys um, who may not be in the rotation? Because that's what you know. Malone said he was going to make some changes to the rotation, right? But he also said, "I want you to play with energy." And tonight, Watson and actually Peyton played did great. That. Like he had a great night. Peyton yeah. was all over the place. He was getting blocks on three pointers. He was running the lane. You know, he was uh, rotating, passing, uh, cutting. So he did. He was doing a lot of the stuff that he wasn't doing before. The problem with Watson is if he doesn't know what he's supposed to do, he does it very slowly. And half-speed Watson is terrible. Yeah. Like, that's not his fault. It's just he is not a – if you want to slow somebody down and make them worthless, Watson is one of those guys. So when he's at speed, he's fine. And that, for me, is the difference between him and um, Brown. That Christian Brown – goes at the correct speed like 80% of the time. He's good at that. And Watson has not yet been able to do that. But tonight, he did it. And tonight, he was good. So that's what I want from him. I'm sure that's what Malone wants from him. You saw Malone talking to him um, on the sideline. Like every time out, every time he's off the court, in between transitions, he's like, okay, me and Watson, let's talk. And that's good. It means that he sees that Watson needs to learn some stuff. And he's going to teach it to him. And then hopefully Watson can absorb that and Peyton can go about his business and play at these clips that the Nuggets need him to play at. So I don't know if he's going to lose his time, uh, but I agree with you that Holiday is definitely going to get time. Um, And so, but Strother also played well tonight. So if you were looking at guys who you're like, well, what should my, what should my uh, forward minutes go to? If If we're thinking of both of them as like a three. You know, yeah. yes, Watson can play a four, but he's technically a three. Yeah, they're like a three-four combo. I mean, that's kind of where those yeah, guys. Yeah, he's he's a combo ho- forward. Holiday right. too, like same way. It's like he's a, he's a yeah, three exactly. guy. Exactly. Want him at the four position. Uh, Strother, Strother probably more of a two-three than a 
Uh, right. I think Strother's more of a like, yeah, he's he's more of your combo uh, swing man, kind of like uh, Will Barton, where he can play the two another, or the three, depending on how big they are. He's another guy that I thought like maybe would not be would not be in the rotation moving forward. Right. You know, Malone was talked about like I need guys who are I'm getting empty minutes right now. And, uh, you know, when you look at Strother in that Houston game, like didn't play great defense. I don't yep. believe took a, a shot in the entire game. It's like, well, if you're not going to defend and you're not going to shoot, like what else? Why are uh, you here? Yeah. Are, yeah. What, what else are you out here to do? But what, what interesting about tonight is Strother gets minutes and it's actually uh Malone has finally given up. Uh he first he tried calling Gillespie. Uh that didn't work. He tried Jalen right. Pickett. That didn't work. Now he's like, I'm just not gonna play a point guard off the bench. I uh, thought that was amazing, honestly. That he was like, you know what? No point guards, all forwards, let's go. And you know what? The Nuggets played fine that way. Yeah, because I mean he basically took Reggie Jackson out. I'm looking shout out to Ryan Blackburn who uh throws up his rotation breakdowns on on twitter so he takes uh reggie jackson out halfway through the first quarter uh and brings in christian brown yep uh, but basically you know i mean basically has kcp playing point guard uh at that point uh and then and then once kcp goes out of the game reggie jackson comes back in that allows him to basically play a point guard uh during the time that nicole Jokic is on the yep. bench Jokic comes back in, and it's right back to either Strother or KCP as your quote-unquote uh, point guard with Jokic essentially running the offense. That was a, it's an interesting – another interesting change that we saw That's the part that I uh, in yeah. that rotation. Absolutely, and it's does nothing against the two kids, but uh, if you have two guys who are essentially rookies, I know that, you know, Gillespie was here for a year, but he didn't play. So there right. – you have two rookie point guards – both of whom are second round or undrafted. And you're like, I don't have minutes for you right now. That's perfectly fine with me. Um, especially with uh, the Nuggets having the point center that they have. For 35 minutes a game, you don't have to play um, a point guard. You have Jokic out there. Now, my frustration with that in something like the Houston game was that Nobody who was out there did anything. There was no passing. There was no movement. They all would just get out of the way and let Jokic go one-on-one. They were like, yeah. we're not going to cut. We're not going to do nothing. And so in this game, I was really glad to see ball movement, Um, you know, like Brown handing off to Watson, cutting around Strother. You know what I mean? You you had guys moving and cutting and setting screens and doing all the normal Jokic ball stuff that they were not doing during this losing streak. This losing streak was so much ISO ball that was driving me insane. And I assume that what, you know, my one thought was if we're going to be playing ISO ball anyway, I might as well have bigger players out there and guys who can shoot. So let me put all my defenders and my shooters on the floor with the only point cards I've got, and then we'll work it out. And I'm okay with that, that as long as those defenders and shooters off the bench are willing to cut and score and defend and hustle and dive on the floor and whatever, you're good. But they have to come with that intensity, and they didn't have it for this losing streak. So I'm glad it's back, and I hope they keep it for this next road trip because they're going to need it. Yeah, exactly. They, uh, <laughs> they're they going to have to figure some things out uh, on the road here for sure. Except we'll talk In about real time, schedule. yeah. 
Uh, we'll talk about the schedule here in a bit. One more, one more point that I want to get to on this Spurs game before we move on uh, that I think has to be talked about is, is the performance of Michael Porter Jr. And then not only uh, the performance of Michael Porter Jr., but again, the way that he was used in the rotation, Porter uh, comes out with Reggie Jackson at that six-minute mark. And then yep. once Jokic checks out, right, Michael Porter Jr. is the guy who staggers uh, with Loved it. with the bench group that did that both in the in the second uh, first to second and third to fourth quarters. Yeah, and I loved it as well. I've been I've been asking for it begging um, for for a while. Like that's man, Mike Mike is a guy who like I get it. Sometimes you know he sometimes Mike Mike is six ten and he lets lets that uh, be the guiding principle of his decision making, and that's not always the best choice because he you know right. He, guys in the NBA can, even though they're given up a few inches, can still play good defense, as we saw with Mike against Victor Wembanyama tonight. Uh, but with Jamal Murray out, especially, like, if I got to choose between Aaron Gordon, Reggie Jackson, or Michael Porter Jr. as, like, my guy to be the one who, like, I'm going to give the ball to and, like, he's got to make the offense for us, I'm giving it to Michael Porter Jr. And I think... He has he has continued to mature, and we're seeing this happen. Where like it's not always just going to be okay. Mike's going to do a step by a step back to his left, right, and right. jump up and, and 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 shoot a contested jumper. He's he's making the right decisions and making the right plays. Uh, granted, yeah, he only got two assists tonight, but like, hey, that's like you know he he's playing more within the flow of the offense. And when you've got Reggie Jackson also there with those bench unit guys uh, to be sort of also the other playmaker like he was with Jamal Murray uh, yeah. and, and the, that bench group, like it works. So that was, I mean, that I think hopefully they're getting Jamal back here, you know, in any day now, but like, right. Until they do, even if Aaron, if Aaron Gordon comes back before Jamal Murray does, like I'm still sticking with, Michael Porter Jr. as the focal point of my offense when I'm when I'm staggering it with that bench group. Well, he is your scorer that you know has a mismatch. You know he has a mismatch. Now the problem is he doesn't have a mismatch when he's handling the ball. He's not a good ball handler, but he has a mismatch cutting. He's going to be bigger than you going to the hoop. He's going to be bigger than everybody coming off screens. You can never get in his way. He's bigger than you on a step back. He's bigger, you know. He's always got – he's bigger than you getting the rebound inside and going back up with the ball. So that's uh, what I want to see from Mike. And Mike tonight, he took what, like 14, 15 shots? So he went like 25 and 7. That's great. Like 15, 14 shots and 25 points, exactly what I want to see from Mike. Um, Yoke took too many shots, but I get it. Um, they, they, that was what was open. They had no answer yeah. for him. And um, especially when they were running the lane, when all the guards were too scared to, to try to score inside against Wemby, they just passed it back to Jokic, who would hit the floater. He had like yeah. five well, of those. And also, like, when when Wemby and Yana got into foul trouble and was on the bench, that's when Jokic did. Like, oh, yeah. He, he took a lot of shots then. and, and But a lot of them yep. were all within. You know, he took zero three-pointers tonight. So it was all within, right. you know, five feet of the basket. Yeah, so he, he was just working in the paint. And I'm glad he wasn't out there shooting from three because his back is messed up, which I don't like. But, I mean, when you're carrying a team like the Nuggets, you know, for this long, I guess you might strain your back a little bit. Um, 
Yo, seriously though, man, he's been he's been <laughs> hauling them up and down the court for the last month. So uh, it's about time that you know other people start stepping up. So I was glad to see that Reggie had a very efficient game tonight. MPJ had yeah, a nice game nice tonight. bounce back game for for Reggie for sure. Oh yeah, because and yeah, that's kind of, I'm kind of sad that Aaron couldn't have his bounce back game tonight, but hopefully he heals up. Um, KCP yeah, another. Another solid night as well. Absolutely, um, he was he was the one guy who came with Jokic on on that Houston game, you know, and actually uh, had a good night. Uh, he has another solid performance. It's right if if you get Aaron Gordon healthy and if you get Jamal Murray healthy, um, I think you're right back to that team who was six and one and and looked right you know, looked unstoppable. It's just uh, they've. You can see how difficult it's been without Jamal because they've got to the point now that they're basically like, as we said, that they're like, all right, we're just not going to play a point guard uh, other than Reggie Jackson because none of these other guys uh, are, are ready for that role right now. Um, right. The only, the, the, I guess the other thing we didn't touch on uh, still is, is again, Zeke Naji with that one minute. That meant DeAndre Jordan, probably the first time he's really played significant minutes uh, yeah. in a game. Um, he plays 12 minutes tonight, six points, six rebounds. I, I put it in the recap. I said, it's about, about as much as you could, as good of a game as you can expect. I mean, hopefully that's you know. what I want from him. Yeah. If there's one, if I had one request is like, he maybe try not to airball a free throw. That's, that's always rough. Look, my but, man, my man, DeAndre is not a free throw shooter. We know that about him. So. <laughs> yeah. As we saw with the zero and three over three, that's, uh, tonight. that is not his game. Uh, his but, game. His game tonight was good, and uh, he he did struggle a little bit with um, the the I guess I don't want to call it quickness from Wembenyana, but he's just a very bendy dude, and DeAndre is very straight up. So yeah. like he could get around uh, DeAndre for a few things, but compared to what Najee was doing in his minute and a half on the court, like that's fine. Like I have no, I have no problem with that. Um, yeah. And this is one of those times where they needed a seven foot guy off the bench and they had one and they used him and it worked out. He had plus minutes. That's all I can ask from Deandre have plus minutes. When you're on the court, have some sort of impact on the box. Did both those things. Good job. Deandre. The problem with Najee is if you decide that you're not going to play him and you're just going to go with your raft of six foot seven forwards, in Holiday and Strother um, off the bench, um, you know, to go with Watson. Like, if you're just going to go small, because Najee's not giving you anything, I don't know when you can put Najee back in at that point. Uh, it's going to be weird, because there are going to be some games you don't want DeAndre out there, but you don't have anybody who's big enough to play center, even in a small ball center lineup, I mean, tonight they they put out Huff for a couple of minutes, you know, and Jay Huff is, you know, straight out to G League. Um, and that's not necessarily bad, but he's a legit seven feet tall. You know, he's the only other guy you've got that's over about six, eight. I mean, MPJ is the biggest guy off your bench or, or the biggest guy that could play with your bench. I mean, including anybody who's not Jokic. He's the biggest other guy on the team. Um, if not, yeah, not I mean, 
the, the thing that I think you can you can maybe hope for at some point that you want to see uh, it evolve into is uh, certainly by the playoffs is can can Peyton Watson can you play that rotation that you did with the playoffs where Aaron right. Gordon. Uh, is in the dunker role as your and, center, and, yeah. As your kind of quote unquote center, like I said, in the in the dunker spot on offense and yep. uh, just kind of floating on defense, and then have Peyton Watson in that Jeff Green spot, you know, right? Um, as your as your help guy and as your uh, as your kind of stretch for who cuts to the basket and dunks on people. That's that's where I think you would want to go with it. You're you're not there yet with Peyton Watson for sure. Um, he's no. as, as we've seen again. He had he had a great game tonight, but has has largely struggled uh, over the road trip. Especially was one of the guys who struggled the most. So um, you're right. I mean, if so, if it's not going to work with Zeke, you know, yeah. How do you go go about that? And maybe that is the answer. Is maybe you just play all your. <laughs> we're not going to play a center off the bench, and we're not going to play a point guard off. We're the not going to play point guards. Yeah, we're, we're just, just... Play all wings, <laughs> just all wings. Um, and we'll. We'll I mean, it's very say. flexible. Well, hey, you know what? It's it's a good way to transition uh, here in the podcast because you've uh, against a team like the Los Angeles Clippers, who like yes, they have uh, PJ Tucker, and yes, they have like Daniel Tice, but like those guys are you know six foot eight, not exactly right. uh, huge dudes. Like you could potentially just play uh, a bench group that's just like Julian Strother. Christian Brown, um, you know, assuming you have Gordon back, you could have Justin Holiday and and Peyton Watson and play those four guys off your bench and uh, you know see see what happens. That's uh, it's it's not the wildest thing, but you're gonna and then and then maybe you just do that in in the teams you run up to that have uh, a legit backup five. You know, that's those are those are DeAndre Jordan minutes. Like it is it is possible. Um, to not see Zeke Naji and, and I mean, what do you think? Or do you think you do, do you think we see Zeke against LA? Um, the reason I would say yes is because he didn't really play tonight. So he's not going to be tired. Right. Like, yeah, you know, I point. mean, because it's a back to back, that's the only reason that I would think that he's not too deep in the bench to, to get that call. Um, but I, the problem is, is he's got to figure out what to do when Malone said, You've got to bring something to the table. Zeke has to figure out what that is. And right now, it's nothing. Like, it, it's he's getting out-rebounded. He's not scoring. He's not making shots. He's fouling right. too much. Like, you, what would you say you do here is, is an important thing to figure out as a role player. When you come in, you do what? And right now, the answer is not a lot that's identifiably helpful to the team. So Zeke's going to have to figure that out and figure out how to put the hustle that he has, which he does have, to be effective. Because right now he's kind of running around like a chicken with his head cut off and it's not helping anybody. So, uh, and that's what they need him to find this year. The problem is, is that they paid him before he figured it out. So he's, they're, on the, they're on the hook for him. And, and I've always said that it's to, A, for a tradable salary, and B, for whatever Zeke brings. That if Zeke, though- you know, go ahead. I was saying the thing about the tradable salary, just just to make a point on that, is it is yes. Like I I hear I hundred percent understand that uh, logic. Obviously, right now because he got the extension, uh, he's on the poison pill contract. So he's yeah, not you can't tradable. trade him this year. 
right. at all this year. It's not something that you would trade until next year. But but you go from if Zeke Naji is not a playable player at eight million dollars a season, it goes from like, hey, I can trade. I've got Zeke here who can be a role player who I can maybe trade. Uh, to get an upgrade for my starting lineup, you know, wherever that may be, whether it's, you know, KCP's contract is up. So do you go out and trade, sign and trade for somebody who can uh, give you uh, something there or or whatever it might be? It goes from being a guy like, hey, I can use him as a piece to sell to other teams to now being like, well, I'm going to have to, Zeke's just the salary that I have to attach to a He's young a salary player. match, yep. Uh, like that I'm have, going to have to give up, like to get yep. rid of, uh, to to make it so that they'll take Zeke's salary on as part of the match. Like it, it, you, he goes from being an asset to being a guy that you have to just attach to a a a better player on a better contract, uh, just in order to make to make a deal get done. So that's you know that's what we're right. You go from like maybe I can make a trade package of Zeke Naji and uh, you know calling Gillespie or not even the guy off two way, but, or, or a Jalen Pickett or one of these guys, these second rounders uh, to now it's a, I have to make a, a trade package of Zeke Naji and Julian Strother or Zeke yep. Naji and Christian Brown, right? Like that's what it would take to like get the right salary match and make it a package that would be worthwhile for another team to want to do. So Which that's, is, it's the same problem that you had with Gary Harris being injured. And then Gary was a salary yep. match for AG. And you had to attach, RJ right. Hampton to get Correct. that thing done. You know, it wasn't right. Gary Harris in a first loan wasn't enough nope. to get it done. And that, but uh, again, that's you you assume that he's going to grow into the role. And if he doesn't grow into the role, then yes, he's a negative, but you still need that salary because right now this year the Nuggets can't trade for anybody. Cuz they'd have to trade like three dudes to match any payment like or, or any salary from anybody who's even reasonably priced. Yeah, um, and it's and there's there's the people you'd have to give you'd still have to give up like Reggie Jackson or something like that, and it's like it's yeah, not, you can't as we've seen like, you, can't you can't do can't that. Uh, yeah, right, he's he's your only playable point guard right now with Jamal Murray out. Right, so the Nuggets like the 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 goal obviously for Plan A is for Zeke to get it together. It's just yep. I don't know how much of an opportunity he's going to get to do that right now because the Nuggets have to win these games. If they had what not lost all those games. Maybe that would be something. But if you go on a four-game losing streak or four out of five or whatever they lost, they lost four or five on the road. Like five you can't. Seven. Yeah. It's five in the last seven. Yeah. So you know you don't you don't go out now saying, well, I need to develop these guys so they got to play no matter what. Now it's I got to get some wins under our belt. We got to play like the Nuggets again. We have to have guys out there who are willing and able to get it done. And it, whoever you, whoever Malone thinks is those guys, you know, are going to be the guys who get the rotation minutes and the other guys don't. And if that's like, I want Pickett to get some minutes at some point, that'd be great. That's terrific when you're like 35 and 10, you know, right. and you can go ahead and get some minutes for and your, you're on a back to back and you're going to get, yeah, you know, then you're, you're going like, to get Jamal absolutely. Murray to rest or something like that. Yeah. You get yeah. A, You get a, you get a, a schedule game and you're like, great, rest Jamal, put Pickett in, get some minutes, you know, let's see what happens. Um, and, and, you know, see if he can, he can put some of these practice hours on the court into good use. But if you're not going to get those games, you know, home court matters. You got to win games in this league. Yeah. So, as, and, as, in that as sense. See, yeah. I mean, the Nuggets are 11 and six, uh, all six of those losses coming away from ball arena. So yep. Yep. 
you get home court and, and it's it's hard to see this team not being back in the finals next season. Um let's see so uh bringing it back to the Clippers. Um James Harden, we were saying, you know, we, the last time we were we pawed in, um, James Harden was probably a sixer. Uh, he's he's now back in L.A. They they make a change. They put Russell Westbrook off the bench, and that yeah yeah, and that seems to have solved uh, more or less. I mean, it, it's it certainly seems to be working now. It helped. Um, it has right. helped. Yes, because because they got Harden and they were on a what did they end up? They were in a six game losing streak. He wasn't there uh, at the start of that losing streak, but uh, he was there, I think, for the last four of those games. Uh, and that including the game against the Nuggets, uh, they finally get home, get a get win against. the Now, now here's the thing about this turnaround. They get a they get a win against the Rockets were abysmal on the road uh and and the clippers were at home uh they then went back-to-back games on the road against this spurs team that the nuggets just handled uh they lose to the pelicans and then so finally now they got a nice win against uh against the mavericks but they've like i said that the, the change they made is russell westbrook uh westbrook <laughs> westbrook that's a Freudian slip there yeah i say i i actually am a probably a more pro Russell guy than most people, but um, they get that win. Where do you, I mean, are you, it's a road game for the Nuggets. They haven't been great on the road. Are you, I mean, how concerned are you with, with the Clippers and, and do you think that they've found, uh, they found the fit here with James Harden uh, in, in this lineup? Well, I think this definitely helps their fit, right? Because it, if, if you have some guys like Kawhi or Paul who need to take fewer shots so that um, Harden can take more shots and they're all together on the court, that's fine. Um, but Westbrook is a <laughs> Westbrook is a shooter, uh, not necessarily a scorer, but he 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 will get his shots up. That's he's not going to just facilitate, and he doesn't play a lot of defense. So if he's not directing the offense, again, what would you say you do here, Russ? So in that sense, I think he and Harden clash with both of them wanting the ball in their hands. And I know that uh, Harden has talked about how it's one of the um, things he's had to get used to is being off ball. Um, that that he was struggling with that a bit, that he hasn't been an off ball player since like OKC um, all those years ago. So. Uh, and part of Russell's problem might be that he's remembering playing with Russ, you know, 10 years ago. Um, right. And and they can't play that way together anymore. So I think it's great that they moved him, well, for them anyway. I think it's good that they moved Russell to the bench. Um, uh, how the Nuggets match up with them, I think the Nuggets match up great with them. But the Nuggets haven't been playing Nuggets basketball. So on a back-to-back in L.A., now that the um, the Clippers have it back together, um, the Clippers are on what? Is it three and four for the Clippers? Three and four. Three and four three nights. And four. Oh, uh, hold on. Let me get their schedule up really Yeah, you pulled their schedule up while I babble. This is this is um, excellent podcasting. Uh, yes, yes, it is third. Their third. See, I thought so. Nights. Look at Gordon. So uh, with his with his he didn't. I look, man. I didn't even look it up. I was just yeah. 
No, I don't look up nothing. That's we we just we just fly by the seat of our pants on this podcast. But no, for <laughs> for the for the Clippers, um, I mean they they got that home win against the Mavs. That's great. But three and four is where your old guys start getting tested. You yep. know, um, how point. your legs, how you feeling, um, and the Nuggets have that too, um, especially without two stars. Um, and that's really what I'm curious about is, um, Aaron Gordon plays a huge role against the Clippers. Um, if he cannot go, that is, that is a big loss for them. Um, as that roaming defender who's big enough to stop any of the wings that the Clippers have. Um, and the question is who's going to do that without AG. So that would be my concern with it. I, I think that this is definitely a dangerous game for the Nuggets. Um, even though they normally handle the Clippers fine. Uh, the Clippers right. cannot stop what Denver does. They they don't have the guys. They don't have the team makeup. Um, it's just it, the Clippers are set up and were originally built to like try to slow down the Warriors. And so they went with small ball, everybody's 6'8 and whatever. Well, uh, in a lot of ways, you can't do that against Denver. Yeah, the Clippers lineup is is built a lot, right? Like just like you said, it's it's around. Hey, like we've got a big. It's it's not unlike what we were talking about with the Nuggets uh, are doing that we like, but like you have Ivica Zubac, who's fine. He's you know a, yes. a good solid like center, but he's a solid center. Yeah, he's not a. Uh, a world class, you know, playmaking center like Nikola Jokic. So it's you, you. It doesn't work the same when you have when you're not really playing a true point guard. And, and they, it's somewhat are because you know now you have James Harden and with Russell Westbrook out of there, you've got you've got him and Terrence Mann and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Paul George too, ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got four ball handlers, right? Who can who can right. make it work, but when you match up against the nuggets who do a similar thing in terms of size, but in their case, it's you've got Jokic and Gordon and Porter who are huge in comparison to Zubats, George and Leonard. Like there's, there's a major size difference there. And then you've still got, whether it's Reggie Jackson or Jamal Murray, uh, a big point guard to match up against those two shooting guards that you have uh, in the backcourt with, with LA or even back when it was Russell Westbrook, you know, in the starting lineup before James Harden got here, like there's the nuggets have just too much size for that starting lineup. And then there's no size coming off that bench uh, for, for LA. So like we talked about, it, it is a team where you can just run Peyton Watson, Julian Strother, Justin holiday and Christian Brown, and not worry too much uh, about having uh, another point guard out there because they're going to do uh, you know, they're going to basically throw in uh, Russell Westbrook and, and, you know, run him out there with Norman Powell and Daniel Tice and uh, PJ Tucker. And it's, there's, there's just going to be small ball 48 minutes uh, of the game. And when 34 of to 36 of those minutes, Nicole Jokic is going to be in there. Good luck, like good luck trying to beat him because you're, you're basically going to have to uh, double him the entire time. Because again, Zubat's good center can't stop Nikola Jokic, and it, when he's out, you know your best bet is, is has been thus far, you know basically PJ Tucker, yep. uh, who's who's was brand new the last time we saw uh, the Nuggets play the Clippers, and then before that, you know I mean I mean the Clippers have tried uh, a various number of people that sort of their their other big to go with Zubats, and it it hasn't worked against 
Jokic. And to their credit, they have Mason Plumley, who actually probably is uh, a guy who would be better uh, than most at matching up against Jokic, but he's out. So, you, you man, uh, they're 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 just too small uh, to to take on this Nuggets team. You always, I think you're always concerned because Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, even James Harden and Russell Westbrook, like these guys can go off on any given night. Uh, yeah. But but it's almost like a guaranteed. Uh, if we were going to be able to do a fast break bets section tonight, I'd be like it's almost a guaranteed Nuggets uh, Nikola Jokic thirty point night. Like you take that, you take whatever whatever his points over. What, it, yeah, whatever his points are, you take the it. over. You've got to take the over on Jokic points. Because yes, Zubac might make him. Zubac's probably going to score some, but he can't slow Jokic down, and they don't have anybody else. So, in in that sense, the only way they're going to stop him is to run guys at him. And so, the only way he's not going to score thirty is if he's getting like fifteen assists, because they keep running doubles and he just keeps passing out of it. Um, but he's been doing that a lot less lately because the Nuggets haven't been making shit. So. <laughs> I would expect him to score over two dudes, honestly, since two six foot eight dudes are not slowing him down either. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really whatever he wants to do. Uh, and that's uh, until the Clippers come up with a way to solve that. It doesn't much matter. I think um, what else happens. It'll be interesting to see because the Nuggets have been so bad on the road uh, recently and they've had. Uh, but they own. I also own the Clippers. So you're like, well, we own the Clippers, right? right. So, but yet I was also going to say, but like honestly, like the Clippers, <laughs> like one of the better bench units out there. When you yes. look at who they have, like that's that's a deep uh, and talented bench group. And when uh, they're all healthy, man, the, the Clippers lineup knows what they're doing. They're a very good squad. Right. They aren't right. sure There's... necessarily how to play together yet because they've never been healthy in the last four years. Right. But like. You know, well, if they, keep, they ever they keep get trading the for they yeah. keep trading for ball dominant guards, so that's right. Um, you know, that doesn't help their situation. They have to continue to figure out how to co- incorporate that. But yeah, I, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I, I you know, it's a back to back game. Uh, but like you said, Clippers on on three games and four nights. Uh, right. It's in L.A. Uh, good way to do an L.A. game is to just show up in, in the middle of the night, go to your hotel, and go to bed, uh, play the game, and fly out the next. Uh, the next night. So um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I hope I'm hopeful the Nuggets can have found have they looked better in against San Antonio uh, in, in terms of the way they were playing because some of the other losses or the wins that they've had. You know, I mean, that, that win against Detroit, like they, you didn't feel good uh, <laughs> after that game. Right. Like, no, no, that was not a that was not what you would call a dominant uh, victory for the Nuggets. So I you know, I mean, Tonight against San Antonio, it looked good. Um, hopefully, hopefully that carries over against the Clippers. The Nuggets, like we said, then we'll go immediately back uh, home to face the Houston Rockets. Uh, I want to touch on them briefly, but before we get to the Rockets, I want to uh, let all you guys know or remind all of you guys that our Denver Stiffs polychrome jersey, which we have partnered with uh, Wade and Williamson on, is available for one final day. It is here on November 27th, the last day you can get it. So make sure you guys check it out at wadeandwill.com. Enter promo code Stiffs. 20 and you will get our black friday deal 20 percent off like i said it is the last day november 27th pretty cool uh looking jersey retro throwback jersey there definitely way better than 
the 5280 city jersey that the Nuggets are rocking. Uh, you guys can get your uh, polychrome jersey, <laughs> like I said, today at wadeandwill.com. All right, Gordon, the, uh, the, the Nuggets are uh, going to get Houston here at home on Wednesday. They, Houston has kind of been a team that's basically, I mean, they, they won a close game against Denver uh, about, about a week ago or so. One that Denver kind of had control of for a Denver little bit. Denver had it and lost it, yeah. And then, yeah, and then just didn't score for like half of, half of the second quarter uh, and yep. then went back and forth. And then in the fourth quarter, just kind of um, fell apart. Then, and and then, you know, just just a couple days ago here to end the road trip to end their NBA Cup um, run, the Nuggets basically get just completely demolished by uh, they 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 the Nuggets take Jokic out um, and go to the bench, and it's wow, it was it was it was like like Chris Marlowe said, right? I think he said in his twenty years of or whatever as a broadcaster. Uh, he doesn't know he's ever seen an offense. Well, it was it was the Nuggets. Like the Nuggets shot thirty-two percent from the field for the game. Thirty-two. That's not defense. Nobody defenses you into thirty-two percent shooting. All right. right, that's that is you being inept. Like <laughs> that's fine, uh, but that's that's not necessarily what Houston did to Denver. That's what Denver did to Denver. So um, we're shooting in seven years, I think, for um, for that squad. Uh, yeah, it's, and so again, it, that's not a replicable thing. Like I'm not worried about that happening again. Yeah, um, I don't, I'm not worried about the Nuggets uh, getting shut down. Uh, the Rockets have been are are a, a much stronger defensive team this year. Like they're a good no squad. Oh yeah, yeah, like. Uh, their coach has has made has made a difference, and and also just just you know the, you bring in a guy like a Dylan Brooks, you bring in a Fred Van Vliet, like they've they've made some nice veteran additions to a uh, to a young core, and you've got a guy like Alperen Sengun who's you know looking like um, looking like a, a borderline all star right now. Uh, Houston well, and he is always team... gets up to play Jokic. He always gets up for these right. Jokic games. And every right. playing and your hero, you're going to get up for it. That, it's like Kobe playing Jordan, right? You're going to get up for that game. It's been two games in a row now that he's he's played very well. Oh yeah, uh, f- for Houston, you know that they're a team like I've I've said it for a long time. Like I like, um, I really like their young their young core. I I don't know Jalen Green. I'm starting to think is probably just always just going to be a volume shooter, and that's right. Uh, that's just kind of what he is. But with with the way Shangun plays. Uh, you know, it's, it's okay to like have to have that guy. Who's like, he just, he just shoots it. I mean, he's like, uh, you know, the, the Shen Goon Jalen green combo is like a poor man's Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray combo. Yep. And it's, uh, it's working pretty well with them. You've got, you've got, you know, um, Jamari Smith jr. Out in the, uh, out on the wings there as your like super huge wing, kind of like how the nuggets have, Michael Porter Jr. Like it's, uh, it's a team that in a lot of ways is built like the Nuggets. Dylan Brooks is your KCP, but I, 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 I'm not ready to say that Houston has something figured out against Denver and is now uh, a team that you know that they're gonna they're gonna struggle with night and night out. I'm I'm curious to see this week uh, how the Nuggets 
or how the Rockets do when they come to Denver to play a game in Denver. Well, and when, you know the Nuggets uh, are going to be up for it, right? Like, right. the Nuggets have now lost twice to the Rockets. Um, now, again, now remember when they used to do this stuff to, like, Sacramento? When Sacramento oh. would be a crap team and the Nuggets would just face plant against Sacramento every year just to piss off Malone, who wants those games more than anything. Um, but the Nuggets didn't take him seriously. And I don't know that these are from the, the Nuggets not taking the Rockets seriously. It's just that the Nuggets ran into that very special blend of we're missing um, a guy that matters to us. And also we're on the road and we forgot how to play ball. Um, they're not going to forget how to play ball at home. They know how to play in Denver. So it's going to be up to the Rockets to keep up. And this is where it's going to get fun to see. Because, yes, the Nuggets lost on the Rockets home floor. But more importantly, the Nuggets got embarrassed on the Rockets home floor. Uh, in the last right. game. And so the Nuggets will be up for this game. So we will we will see how the Rockets do. I'm sure they're feeling good about how they play the Nuggets. But if the Nuggets would have just made shots in that Houston game, it would look a lot different. Like, it's not that the Nuggets were getting, you know, manned up and defended out of the gym. They just blew every shot you could think of. So, <laughs> like, the, the, I agree that the, the Houston Rockets defense is very good. Uh, the things that they do well. Um, especially when it comes to like getting a body on somebody and preventing a bunch of back cuts. Like they're very good at that. Um, so some of the stuff that the Nuggets like to do to some slack teams, they're not going to be able to do to the Rockets. But that doesn't mean the Rockets are are have some sort of answer for the way the Nuggets play a ball. So I right. fully expect the Nuggets to come out and take that game. Yeah, I, I do as well. The Nuggets are still undefeated on their home court. The Rockets still winless on the road. So yep. um I don't see that any of those trends changing there. The other opponent this week, uh, as the Nuggets then head back out on the road, uh, another quick pit stop in Denver, and then back out onto the road again, they will face is the Phoenix Suns. Now the Suns, of course, Bradley Beal out uh, for yep. extended time, potentially even Kevin Durant. I've never seen today what the update on Durant and his foot uh, was, but obviously anytime, anytime a tall guy, uh, has foot issues, I start to. Uh, yeah, seven-footers with foot injuries make me nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. Right. Nonetheless, though, Phoenix has uh, probably the hottest team in the league right now. Uh, they, they've seemed to have figured something out as they have won, I think, now seven in a row. Um, are you, I mean, where are you at on the Suns? Are they still, to, in your mind, the best team in the West outside of Denver? Um, Probably. Um, it's, it's, the West is really interesting this year because the, the teams at the bottom have come up. There aren't as many right. jokes as there were last year. Um, and so the middle is very, very dangerous. So everybody above the middle, uh, and it, it, you, you like, you want to see who the cream of the crop is. Um, and I would say Phoenix is definitely right there. Um, it's right. going to be a little harder. Like well, Bradley Beal being out doesn't necessarily affect them. Um, they kind of built their roster uh, with redundancy. So if Beal was out, right. you still have, you know, Booker and Durant to do the same as if they were doing last year. So right. exactly. It's, yeah. You know, they, they have that redundancy built in. It's not like they lost, you know, a piece that they don't have a replacement for. They, they do. They, they can go to their style from last year and that'll work just fine. So for me, uh, yeah, I think the, the Suns are probably – the second best team in the West. 
because I still think the Nuggets are the best. I mean, they're the champs, and when they're healthy, they're the best. It's just that they haven't been healthy for a month. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, they've they're missing their second best player, whereas the Suns right now, at least that see, cause that that to me is the, is the bigger bigger concern. I'm with you, Bradley Beal. Um, like he's a guy who who excelled at scoring a ton of points on bad Washington teams. Um, but now he comes to Phoenix. They didn't give up a ton uh, to get him. And they're, they're, they're not. Well, they gave to... up their defense, right? They gave yeah, up right. Some of their defenders. So right, but they didn't the, give the games up. where that like matters. They gave up Booker or Durant, right? Like they still no, have no, no. two major no. offensive options. Uh, right. So you're good to go. But when you take, start taking Durant's, out of the equation as well. And now it's just Devin Booker and a bunch of guys like uh, that. That makes me concerned. So it, it really, for me, does depend on let's see where this foot thing goes um, with. Kevin yeah, if Durant. Durant has a problem like long term, then obviously my my outlook changes. But I if Durant is misses a game or two with a foot, that's OK. Like, I, right. I mean, right now, MPJ's playing with a bum foot and he had been playing with a bum foot for weeks. Right. You know, he has with his ankle injury that you know, is lingering because it was serious. So he's out there, you know, gutting it out, which is um, very important for Denver. But another reason why I want Denver to be at full strength again, so they can start giving guys random days off. Right. Um, but yeah, for the, as far as the Suns go, if Kevin Durant and, and, um, and Devin Booker are out there, they are regular season greatness. It's only yeah. in the playoffs that not being able to stop Denver is how they wound up losing all those games to Denver. Like they lost four to two, not because they weren't great, but because Denver was better. And Denver right, and well, and because that they could not do to Denver. And because I mean, you know, they they went cold, and so if you have maybe if you have Bradley Beal, you get one more guy in there. Now suddenly we've got three options. Right, Beal's the guy who gets hot when Booker and Durant if they go cold, uh, like they did kind of late there in the playoffs. Yeah, I I still think Phoenix is uh, the team that ends up as the two seed. I know. I mean, Minnesota has obviously looked very strong. um, Minnesota looks great, man. Yeah, I've been very impressed with them. Yep. I mean, well, it's great. It's kind of crazy how what what you know McDaniel's kind of shows you what. Uh, one role player can do for a team Yes, um, with the Timberwolves because he he totally changes their defense uh, almost as much as having Rudy Gobert back there does. Uh, so they're uh, they're a big team. They're not on the team that the Nuggets are going to play this week, though, so we're not going to dive into the Timberwolves. Uh, Stay on target. That's it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Suns, like I said, we'll, we'll just see where they're at in terms of health. Uh, I still have big expectations of them. I still think them and Denver are the teams to beat as well. So, um, Big game, uh, probably. Uh, it's got to be a national TV game, right? The Nuggets. I believe it's ESPN. Nuggets Suns. It is ESPN. Hey, what can be? No research wins again. No research wins again. Um, all right, that will uh, be a good enough point to wrap up our show. There, we'll close it on that. Um, make sure you guys are following us on. Twitter, I am at Zach Mikosh. Gordon is at G Money Nugs, um, at Denver Stiffs, at Mile High Sports, uh, and uh, Gordon. Always, as always, sir, a pleasure. Nope, glad to be back, back on this, and I'm glad the Nuggets are back because when the Nuggets play like crap, I miss them. Right, I get angry. It makes my it makes my <laughs> yep. week far more. 
exactly. uh, far less fun. All right, everybody. Well, that will do it for us, and we will talk to you uh, next week. Listen, I hope you-